0: Welcome to the SUMC podcast, where I hope to encourage you towards life and church revitalization and am your unofficial source for revitalization within local UMC. And I say this because I serve within the UMC, that is the United Methodist Church, and have seen across the board an issue with discipleship. And I seek to use the knowledge that I have, and more importantly, what I'm currently learning in my own journey with those of you who may have been struggling for years, or perhaps you're just starting out and might have some ideas and you don't know what to do and you don't know if they're the right ideas. So let's walk this journey together. And So this is episode two and I'll be talking about persons of peace and who are they? How can you tell and are you a person of peace? So getting right into it, I would say that seven helpful things that I've thought of to look for in a person of peace, number one would be humility. I think this is utterly important in anybody that's on the Christian journey, is humility, because we need to realize that we don't know everything. And I think the more knowledge we get when we understand God's grace and who he is, uh, the less we really understand. And humility um, just resonates off of a person of peace. So that's the first thing that you want to look for. The next thing, number two... Uh, People of peace are teachable, and I think this comes out of humility. Uh, They have a desire to learn because they have that humility to know, as I said, that they don't know everything. Now, there will be some people in your church or in the community that say that they love to learn, and you might think, oh great, a teachable person. But just because somebody loves to learn doesn't mean they're teachable. Sometimes people love to learn, but they like to learn on their own terms, from books and from people they admire, rather from people they think that are on their level or, worse yet, below their level of maybe intelligence or what they know. So some people might say that they love to learn or even say that they're teachable, but when the moment arrives for perhaps one of those teaching moments, they they don't really contribute or they don't take it in, and the know-it-all comes out and the argument ensues, like an apologetic to them, but it's really an argument to not be humble. So, number one, look for somebody that's humble. Look for somebody that is teachable. And number three, out of teachableness, somebody might actually know more than you do, but they don't flaunt it. And again, this goes back to humility, which is really the baseline for all of these. Uh, It could be somebody that has a great deal more knowledge than you, but they don't flaunt it. And in fact, you kind of find yourself going to this person, wanting to meet with them to learn. A person of peace uh, under this category might actually know less than you do, but they have what seems to be a deeper understanding of what little they might know. Uh, They might seem to have a deeper understanding than you. There might just seem to be, the only way that I can describe it is a depth to their understanding of biblical truth. And there's also that, again, desire to learn, and they're teachable, and they're humble within that desire. And quite often, and you know, not getting too much into theology, because this is a very practical podcast, but usually these type of people are quiet leaders within the church. They serve on the committee They do their part. They might, you know, get in arguments or whatever because they might be passionate about ministry or pleasing God. Uh, They have a great desire to help and are usually within the church um, having done and still doing a lot of the work. So usually there are those leaders in the background that don't say much, but when they speak, they have sound advice. And you know that that's coming from their years of experience and their humility and things they've learned along the way. And it doesn't come across as, you know, me being a younger pastor, it doesn't come across as, watch out, little one, where you step, as if they're talking down to you. But it's more of wisdom that they really don't want you to stumble or fall. Um, Maybe fail forward, but they want to be there for you if you do. And along those lines, you know, they want to follow Jesus, but they also want to know Jesus himself. Sometimes we just want to follow what Jesus did, but we don't want to pursue a full relationship with the Christ, and in following a relationship with the Christ, we're therefore changed to be like him. I was reading in Romans 4, 5, and 6 today where it talks about God's grace and the law. And you know, we can do everything that we can do on the outside, we can look completely right. But unless we understand God's grace and what we are saved from, um, we're never going to have that humility. We're not going to have that heart. Uh, We're just going to want to do what we need to do and move on. That's what I would say is following Jesus without really wanting to know Jesus himself. And you're just going to have to learn through the Holy Spirit to differentiate between those people. But it's going to take time and it's going to take a relationship with those people in your church. Number six, um, in trying to follow and want to know Jesus himself, they've had genuine experiences of the presence of Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit. And again, this flows out of the desire for Jesus himself, not just trying to simply copy what he did in love, but maybe doing it so that they can truly understand who Jesus is, not to just be a good person and try to live a good life. While that's admirable in a worldly way. That's not what we're called to be in the kingdom of God. We're called to more than that. So the difference is staying the same and trying to do good versus doing good in order that we might be transformed into a child of God and therefore be a soul winner. And so you want to look for those people who desire more than just the the usual, go to church on Sunday, do good, earn all you can, save all you can, and leave it all that, and they forget to give all you can. And number seven, finally, uh, people of peace are the same person when no one is watching or when they're not in public. So they're the same on Sunday as they are on Saturday, the same on Saturday as they are on Sunday. Friday night, they're the same. You know, every day, they're just the same. Yeah, we're all going to have our moments. But in general, they're not somebody else when they're around different people. There's a constancy to their character. So to review, the seven helpful things to look for in persons of peace are humility, teachableness, not flaunting knowledge, the quiet leaders or servant leaders, a desire to know Jesus himself, evidence that they've had a genuine experience of Jesus' presence, and they are constant in character. So if you're a new pastor, you have fresh eyes in whatever church you're going to. And there's going to be people within the church already that you get to know, and the longer you're in a pastoral role, the, maybe the easier it becomes, but definitely you know what to look for. And that can also be a problem, too. So you always want to look with fresh eyes. Uh, But as you become also involved with the community, you're going to know others that have the potential to be people of peace. And I'll talk about that in a minute, and I'll talk about community in the next episode, episode number three. If you are a leader, a pastor in your church that's been there a while, you might know your people too well. But maybe there's people in the community that need to be reached. Hearts that God is preparing or has prepared for the laborers. Well, take a step back and really look at what you might be holding against someone within your church, more because of a personality difference rather than a missional difference. Perhaps your foundation is the same, but for some reason, because you know the other person or people, they just sort of rub you the wrong way. I would lean into that and really try to figure out why that is and reconcile with the other person so that then you can be on mission together. Remember Jesus' prayer, which for this Sunday, June 2nd, 2019, is Jesus' prayer for unity. We need to have unity within the church. And so I would look to working with the other person rather than um, alongside them from a distance. You might not have a pastor and you might be You feel like you might be the one person in the church that's trying to turn things around, the one that hasn't become apathetic. I would suggest that you be that person of peace. You step into a ministry role where you are beginning to be discipled and disciple other people that you are walking alongside and invite people that seem interested, that seem to want to grow deeper in their faith, into this group, maybe in your home or restaurant or something, uh, have some food, fellowship, get to know one another, and then just facilitate, uh, facilitate a conversation around a, a topic or a verse, whatever it is, um, just just strive for it, fail forward, like I said earlier, and just pray that the Holy Spirit shows up and leads you. So some final thoughts in Luke 9, 1-6. Jesus sends out the twelve, and he he gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. There were no Myers-Briggs tests. There was no what are your spiritual gifts test. He simply told them, go, and I give you authority and power, and proclaim the kingdom of God and heal. And they did that. They went preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Likewise, in Luke 10, 1-16, Jesus then sends out 70 or 72 more disciples. And he tells them, when you go into a place, say, peace to this house. And if a person of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. There's this exchange that's going on in the hearts and souls of people that God is doing through his grace. And then he tells those same people, heal the sick in it. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. We are called to go to find those people of peace and to be those people of peace. And through the Holy Spirit, we have the power and the authority to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And so I would encourage you in this understanding. I would encourage you to be that person of peace who's humble, who's teachable, who doesn't flaunt the knowledge And sometimes I know I've gotten into the trap where just because I know something and I'm frustrated that other people don't know it, that I kind of become that person that acts like they know better. Don't do that. Remain humble. Continue to be teachable. Don't flaunt your knowledge. Just be an encourager. Be a servant leader. Desire to know Jesus himself. Look for those genuine experiences of when Jesus seems to be present through his Holy Spirit. And be the same person you are when you're in public and private. Strive to be like Christ. And you'll find that your life and your church will seem different. And revitalization will seem real and possible. And you'll once again have that spark of hope that maybe you've been longing for. And so I will encourage you to join me next month as we talk about getting involved in the community, and we're getting to the point where we're going to be talking about discipleship and what a discipleship process is. That'll be in a few episodes coming up. So let's continue to walk this journey together. Be at peace and shalom, my friends.